Philippians chapter 4 and a verse number 6 and 7 we stand to read the word of God together as our tradition want to go be anxious for nothing by everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God verse 7 says verse 7 says and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Tell somebody that is for you. That is for you. Say peace. Before you are said, tell five people say peace. As I tell five people say peace beyond understanding. Come on, tell us say peace beyond understanding. Say the peace I got, I can't explain it. I can't talk about it because you don't even get it. But peace beyond understanding your clapping is sick in the house please take your seat peace beyond understanding if there's one thing that God wants us to fight against that God wants us to fight to deal with it is a thing called anxiety there's anxiety Come along, say anxiety. Uh, because anxiety is a demon. Anxiety is a spirit. The Bible calls it the spirit of heaviness. It is it has its root in, in heaviness. It is the spirit. So the Bible says that the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Anxiety is a demon that must be dealt with. It's because Charles Spurgeon, one of the greatest theologians of all time, said, is that anxiety does not empty you, empty tomorrow of its worry, but only empties today of its strength. So, oftentimes, anxiety will have to do with worrying about the future, worrying about things that are not present, worrying about what will happen to you tomorrow, what will happen to you, about your finance, about whatever you worry about. And, and Charles Bettin said, anxiety does not rob you or it does not empty tomorrow's sorrow, but it only empties today's strength. So, instead of you to have strength capacity power to stand the day Bible said enough is the evil thereof in a day Bible said give us this day our daily bread Jesus says enough is the evil in a day there is enough things to deal with than to worry about tomorrow are you with me at all and so the Bible says, his mercies are renewed every morning. So long as the scripture is concerned, what God provides is for today. His mercies are constant, but it is on the basis of, it is a daily provision. It is renewed every day. So every day is a mercy that God releases. There is a mercy for each day. You can't pick up today's mercy for tomorrow's mercy. There is mercy, there's provision, there is power, there is strength, there is grace for right now where you are standing. But what anxiety does is that it's of you to focus on the strength that God has given you to deal with stuff today. It takes your mind of the present and takes you into the future and by that it weakens your strength for today and then and then program you to worry about tomorrow but i want to thank god that god's mercies are renewed on daily basis the provisions are renewed on daily 
daily basis. Give us this day our daily bread. When I wake up in the morning, I activate the bread for today. I unlock the message for now. I release the provision that God has released for today. And if the God that provided yesterday and today has been faithful, I have nothing to worry about tomorrow. Because it's the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. The devil is a liar. Tonight I came with a spiritual mandate to chase out every demon robbing you of the joy that God has given you today. Can you thank God for the blessings of your now, the strength of your now, the grace of your now? Can you celebrate the victories of your now? Can you thank God that God has been faithful where you are right now and the same God will take care of tomorrow. Anybody clapping your hands and giving God a praise. Anxiety and worry are two things we all have either dealt with or are dealing with. So long as you live and you walk in this life you one day either now or sometime in the near future or in the future you have to deal with a thing called anxiety or worry anybody has ever dealt with anxiety before or anybody deal with something that makes you anxious right now or worry thanks be to God because tonight God has given two weapons to overcome this demon permanently. You're clapping. The second house. Tell somebody, God will free you tonight. You got to speak somebody who says that God will free you tonight. Please speak with someone who passes. You'll be released tonight. Say so you'll be released from the spirit of worry, anxiety that causes depression and sorrow and grief and suicidal thought and fear. Whatever demon hiding to anxiety to provoke fear, God has not given us the spirit of fear. And so tonight we will root it out by prayer. You're clapping. The first weapon that God has given us tonight is first of all understanding, knowing what is it, what anxiety is, and what it can do to you. Because understanding the problem is 50% solution or maybe even more. When you understand what it means to be anxious because you, need, you can't fight an enemy you don't know. Someone said to me, Why are you always binding the devil and, and talking about the devil and, and, and everything? You, you're binding the enemy and so on. I say, I say, I'm not Satan phobia. I'm not excited about the devil. And not that I got addicted to the devil, God forbid. And not like I just want to talk about the devil, but I also know that you can't fight an enemy you don't know. A real coach that is worth a sword, I want to win a game, who studied the opponent. Paul said we are not ignorant of his devices lest Satan should gain advantage. You see, ignorance is not bliss as it has been said to you. But ignorance is, an, is, is, is a luxury you can't afford. You cannot afford to be ignorant of the machination, the calculation and the workings of the devil. Paul said we are not ignorant of his devices because lest Satan should gain advantage when you don't know how the enemy operates, how he works, how he plans, how he set up things, then it gives him an advantage over your life. And if anxiety is an enemy, you got to know how anxiety operates, the doorway, the entry point, the access point, so you can shut it down. You're clapping. You're clapping. Many people, as a pastor, pastoring a lot of 
people who are very young, you'll be surprised, Pastor Andy, are constantly doing anxiety. I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. As if today we sell stress. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. And you are joking, joking, joking. And they are stressed. And, and they are explaining their stresses. Meanwhile, you know as a prophet of God and as a pastor is a demon. My God, tonight, whatever demon that is hiding behind social media, hiding behind the tablet, your phone, anything that causes your heart to palpitate and to make you worry, tonight we stand on the authority of the word of God and chase that demon out. With my God, my God, we free your soul, untie your mind, we release your heart and we declare peace be tell somebody it's your freedom night or you got to say it's your freedom night anybody excited about tonight say it's your freedom night you are going to know what is anxiety biblically and what you can do number two number two we are then going to deploy the weapon to actually deal with anxiety the Greek word translated anxious or worried in Philippians about 4 verse 6 the Greek word there explain because anxiety being anxious is the same as worry okay so the same word so so in, in Philippians about 4 verse 6 the Bible said be anxious for nothing other verse worry about nothing be careful for nothing worry about nothing so the word anxious as you say in Philippians 4, 6, means, in Greek means, to be pulled in different directions. To be what? To be pulled in different directions. It is when our fears and hopes pull you into different points or it pulls you into the point that we fall apart. It has been in a state of, of, of your fears and your hope. It is, it is, it is when you are pulled about the uncertainties, when you are pulled about your finances, about your academics, about your results, about your health, about your children, about your being single, about when are you going to break through versus all that there can be for you. It's when you are pulled in different directions and tonight whatever does hijack your soul and your mind dragging you and pulling you from worry pulling you into worry and into fear tonight whatever has captured your mind and constant thought and racing mind that is dragging you all over the place tonight we declare peace be still tell somebody I know you are here but I know your brain is all over the place. Say, I know you are seated here right now. But currently as you sit here, you are thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And tell so that's what I'm talking about. Say, I know you are seated nicely, beautifully, with your head crossed, with your leg crossed, and smiling. But right now, all kinds of are running through your mind about your finance about your children about your ministry about your destiny but the devil is a liar every satanic activity pulling you outside and dragging all over the place tonight we declare peace be still Talk to me. Come on, speak back in another tongue. Tell someone, say it is written. Say it is written. He shall keep thee in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. Tell somebody, I am at a place in my walk with God where my mind is stayed. 
pain of the one that is faithful, that is able, that can do all things. I'm talking about the God of possibility, the God that healed thee, the God that makes a way, the God that restores, the God that can flip it and turn it and change it and switch it. My mind is pain. On him being pulled in different directions. That's when our fears and hopes pulls into different directions to the point where we fall apart. The same word, anxious. The same Greek word, root word it used for. Do not worry. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6. Verse number 25 to 36. Therefore, I say unto you, do not worry about life. What you will eat or what you will drink. Not about your body. <laughs> Did I hear that? I hear that. So if you, don't have to, if, you, if you don't have to even worry about what to eat or what to drink, and you're worrying about car, you see how far you got, you see, you see how far you've gone? Even what to eat. So even to the point where you don't know what to eat or to drink, the Bible says, don't worry about it. Now, many of you are not even worried about what to eat or drink because that one is provided. I I even talk. You are at this point worrying about social media. I come against that demon right now. You're 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 clapping. You're you're clapping. Are you ready to pray right now? Pen tanakutaya. Look at the level. Therefore, do not worry about your life, what to eat or what to drink. Know about your body, about your shape, about your style, about your heart, your body. I love that the Bible says your body. Hello? Say your body. Oh, come on, say your body. You have no idea how many people worry about their body. And the kinds of things they are planning to do to their body. Can I preach your church right now? Can I preach your church right now? You're clapping and sick right now. When I say what, what do your body, many, many people, your mind is going all over the place. Tom, i trying so hard to lose weight. Now I don't want to lose weight. Now I don't want to lose weight, but don't worry about it. I, I, don't worry about it. Oh, oh, don't worry about it. You know, we're building some mountain here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Somebody says, middle age is when you grow in your middle. When there's growth around your middle, tonight. Whatever it is, the enemy is bombarding your head with. I stand on the authority of the word of God and I declare, let the spirit of worry be cast out. Clap on and shout. Say, ouch. I want to put on your cloth. It is not life more than food and body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. For they need, for they neither sow nor reap, neither gather into barn yet. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you no more valuable? Are you no more valued than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add a cubit to his stature? Why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say unto thee, even that even Solomon in all his glory. Was not real like one of these now. If God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown to, into the oven, will He not will He not much more clothe you, all ye of what little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, "What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear?" These are basic things. This means that anxiety makes you worry. Show me an anxious person and I'll show you a worrying Christian. Say tonight, I cast it out. I need to say, I cast it out. Say, I cast it out. Say, I cast it out. Put it, put it, take about what will you eat, drink, where or where to stay. Anxiety makes you worried. It is a feeling that you are here alone. To worry means you, 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 you think that you are in charge of your life. 
What Jesus was trying to tell them was that if your heavenly father provides for the birds, I, 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 I thank God and I bless God for the miracle or the principle of sowing and reaping. Then the Bible says, so long as the earth remains, see time and harvest time. I didn't at all. Sowing and reaping, summer, winter, day and night, hot, cold, it will not cease. So the principle by which God established the earth is that it will, be, it will work to the principle of sowing and reaping. But God decided to give exemption to the best of the earth. And said, even though I've established that the principle by which the earth will remain is by sowing and reaping, I am God. I give exemption to the best of the earth. They neither plant, they neither sow, nor reap, but I make provision for them. And if God can make exemption, the best of the end, then tonight, by superior authority, may God turn your story around, flip it, change it. You're clapping and singing the hell right now. Come on, say yes. When you worry, you are saying, I live alone. God is not with me. And I refuse to believe that. Tell somebody, I refuse to believe. I am all alone. Come on, says I refuse to believe that God doesn't care about me, that God doesn't know it all, that God is not on my side. If the best know that even though they don't plant nor reap, God can provide for them. Even the even the lily can grow, and there are things that are not explainable. How much more you believing that you are alone? I am not alone. If my God can provide for the best that my God will do for me but I am not worth my life is of value than the best I'm not, am I not a child of God am I not a redeemer of the Lord am I not saved and sanctified and tongue talker and a child of God if God can provide for the best I dare to believe that my God cares he knows it all he's able to provide anybody trusting God that you are not alone worry means having a feeling that you are alone you are going through life and will provide everything all alone without knowing that God is here with you and is willing to carry your burdens my God tells I refuse to believe I'm alone smiling tells I'm not alone so when everybody leaves me, God provides. When my money can bite, God provides. When my finance can reach, God provides. When I've done my best, God provides. When I'm alone, He's with me. I want to believe that God is with me. And I'm not alone. Anybody clapping there because you know you are not alone. Watch it. You are worried and troubled about many things. Listen to me. Whenever you are worried, you get troubled. Luke chapter 10 and the verse number 41 said, Just answered and said to her, Master, <laughs> Master, twice. You are worried and troubled about many things. Oh, tell somebody, Are you a mother? So you look like one. You look like one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They say you look, you look like what? It is also, it also makes you worried or troubled so much that so much about many things that you miss the moment. Martha missed her moment with Jesus because of anxiety, because she was anxious. She said, "Just answer and said to her." In fact, let, let's let's go back to verses verse forty. God, verse forty. But Martha, Martha was distracted with serving. <laughs> I'll get it. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve the Lord? Therefore, tell her to help. Are you serious? Are, are you kidding me right now? That, that Martha was actually said, Jesus, 
My sister is lazy. Oh, I feel like I'm addressing a family issue in the house right now. Can I get a clap in the house right now? You're not clapping your hands well. You're not clapping your hands well. She was angry with her sister because her sister, according to her, was lazy. And one would have thought that Jesus would have confirmed and endorsed what she did because after all, she was working hard. But Jesus said, your anger with your sister is not because she's lazy, but because you are anxious. You worry too much. I found out that anxious people are busy people. And it's the difference between busyness and business. That you are busy does not mean you are doing business. Some are, some are busyness. Busy. They are very busy. All over the place. No production. All over the place. Many of you wake up in the morning. Your, your mind will not allow you to rest. It's like you've been. It's like, it's like something is chasing you. You know, you know, and they, and they can, they can, they can, they can arrange their cloth ten times in a room. If you are married to one, you are in trouble. Hey, 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 hey! Your problem is not that someone is lazy. Your problem is that you are anxious. The response that Jesus gave to Martha was not to say that Mary was indeed lazy. No matter. The reason why you are so busy is because you worry. Because anxiety and worry can get your mind racing. Everything busy all over the place. There are people who are professional all over the place constantly. Because the moment they relax. <laughs> no, are you, you got to learn how to enjoy God's moments. The Bible said the other, the Bible said, the Bible says, the Bible says, they came to Jesus and says, somebody planted, uh, 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 just told us, somebody planted good wheat, good, good, good wheat during the day. And an enemy went to plant tears in the night. And said, what should we do? Do we go and root it out? Do we go and scatter things? Do we go and cause tascale and trouble everywhere? He said, no, don't you do that. Go to bed. Leave it alone. Trust God. God, sleep, rest, enjoy your peace, cross your leg, and allow God, because when it's harvest time, God will take care of it. I am at a place in my work with God where I am learning how to trust God to take care of things because being busy, it has not equal being, being in business. You can be busy and not doing business and tonight let every spirit of strange worry and strange scattering and constant constant trouble be broken right now come on shout it and say yes tell somebody are you doing business or you are doing business I tell you there's a difference between so there's a difference between business, busyness, busybody, all over the place, constantly trouble, moving up and down, every demon of up and down, we call it the spirit of the waster, it's a foolish errand, tonight you will not go down up and down, but God will direct you to do business, not business, every spirit of working so hard, but have nothing to show for, by the power of prayer, I cast it right now, from tonight, whatever you find, your hands should do, it will flourish, it will prosper, it will do well, can I get a clap in the house now, come on say yes, business, Give them one form to fill. They will fill it 10 hours. They will fill it, delay, fill it, delay, fill it. Because they are not designed to rest. They overthink things. Mary, 
Martha, Jesus, look at what Martha is doing. He was serving. But Jesus did not consider that as important. He considered Mary relaxing and hearing the word of God and not missing the moment. More important than Martha being all over the place. You know something? Get to a place in your work with God where you trust God for the process. You trust God. You know something? It's not everything you may have answers for. And I've understood that I'm not called to explain everything. There are some things I will sit back, relax, and say, The Lord know it. And it must. I might look stupid and crazy and not smart, but I trust God. I don't have all the strength to do everywhere. There are some work God will have to do it. And tonight, where you can't reach me, your God step out and do it for your club in the sick in the house right now. Just, just answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. The reason why you are angry with your sister is because you got an anxiety problem. You live with a sister, a brother who is constantly anxious, they are constantly angry and upset. They are emotional, they are crying. <laughs> Tonight you'll be delivered. You're clapping the second house right now. No wonder the old English, the root word of worry means to strangle. To strangle. Whenever you are worried, it's like you are being strangled. Anything choking your life and literally strangling you in worry and worry and worry worrying about 5,000 things whatever is choking your life and literally cause you to gasp for breath you never sleep you never rest you never enjoy you never celebrate the moment as you clap on tonight say pray tell someone after tonight you enjoy your moment I was talking to one great man of God recently if I was on the pastor Ray, and he says to me, he was talking to Rana Bonke. And that's Bonke, what, what will be, what is, that Bonke was about to go, he was about to go and be with the Lord. And I asked him, what, will, what is your greatest regret? And Bonke didn't say that I didn't go and do crusade in China or in Germany or in Africa. He said that I didn't get time to play, to, to have fun. To really enjoy the moment. Tell someone, sometimes uh, we can be in the name of things we are doing the work of the law. We are actually busy not doing business. Are, are you me at all? Tonight, uh, God is going to cause you to relax and trust Him and enjoy. You're clapping. Oh, you, you, you're not here. You're not here. You're not here. Smile and tell somebody it's your week of enjoyment. <laughs> Say, so we of trusting God. Say, leave it alone. Say, after tonight, you take some time out to have fun, relax, enjoy, celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Anybody thanking God for what the Lord has done right now? Can I get a clap in the building? Come on, go. Who told you? Who told you that serving God means you never are relaxed? No, 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 tell us after tonight. That spirit will break out of your life. Say, as a matter of fact, you need to take time off uh, and celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Say, after tonight, you got to sit back uh, and look what God has done. Uh, you got to count your blessings and name them one by one. Uh, you got to thank God uh, for your children, uh, for your ministry, uh, for your career, uh, for your business. Uh, I thank God uh, for what the Lord has done. Uh, no matter what the enemy is trying to distract me, uh, I celebrate God's goodness. You clap in the second house, one. I refuse to lose my peace. said to myself, I will never be one of those pastors by the grace of God because I have too many things to study not to do that. I will never do that. Empowerment is not a prayer camp. No, no, it's a church. That's the power night is for, it's for real Christians. I don't come here to perform magic. I come here because it's a prayer meeting. And, 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 and when we come to pray, all things are possible. Beside that, Leave it alone. I trust God. <laughs> I trust God. You're clapping and singing. No, no, no. If you, 
If you look at prayer, come go to prayer. Here's a prayer. Here's a church. Here we get you born again. We get you to know the law. We get you to Matthew. We get you to serve God. We get you to love God. It is born, grow, and serve. I, I mean at all. You got to build a relationship with God. If you came for power nine, for magic, go somewhere here. When you come here, you will worship. We praise her. We will. We enjoy God's good. Anybody clapping? I, I, I want to be a pastor that that is all round. And a bonky said, and the same thing with Billy Graham. Billy said he wished they have taken some time off to celebrate the moment, to enjoy the moment. What ma- what Martha was doing? He missed a moment. He missed Jesus because she was busy. She was so worried that even Christ was there, and she missed it. Many of you are so controlled by your problem that even when Christ comes, you don't see it. As I'm sitting here, what I'm preaching or not, because I'm not talking about the witch fighting you. But the witch fighting you is using depression. Tonight, every spirit of the devil sitting on your head, as you rise up and shout, say, Ouch! Tell somebody, what about the scripture that said, If they serve me and obey me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. So after tonight, you are going to have some fun and enjoy and relax. Come on, clap your hands, sit down two minutes right now. I found out that all that something needed to do was to take a break. Samson's deliverance was not in prayer. I love to pray, and we're going to pray. It's power, I will pray. But Samson's deliverance was to tell Delilah, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to sleep. Put up the phone. No social media. No Instagram. No Telegram. No WhatsApp. No chat. No Snapchat. It's have a good day. At this point, I'm spending time with my kids. And I'm sleeping. I'm joying. But something stayed under the pressure of Delilah. You don't love me. You don't love me. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Take some time. God wanted to take some time off and celebrate God's good. Something stayed under the pressure. And sometimes when you stay under the pressure, it can, you can break down. And tonight, anything I want to break down, I should clap your now. Rise up and shout. Say, Ouch! Can you stop and tell Five, you are not, you are not breaking down. Say you are not Superman. Take some time off. Take a break. Enjoy. Celebrate. Sing some song. Put in some worship. Get some time out. Sit in the park. Go to the store. Go and shop. Go and enjoy. Anybody clapping your hands now? You gotta learn how to take some time off. Please sit down. If you are not good for you, you can't be good for anybody. You you can't pour from an empty cup. You gotta be filled in order to pour. You gotta take some time off to fix you, celebrate you, thank God for you, do you, pray for you, spend time with you, and know you. Something stayed under the pressure. How the message I'm going to go to the door is dealing with the pressure of the people. Saul said, when I saw the people, when I saw the Philistines, and I saw everything, and I saw the people, and I have not performed, I went to go in because I was afraid of the pressure. Social media pressure is the reason why you look at your face. Tell someone I'm not losing my joy. Some of you, some of you, some of you don't need fasting of food. You need fasting of putting off your phone. And I'm one year sabbatical. No, it's called social media cleansing. Deliverance from fake people, assigned people, liars, forewarn and tricksters. I'm getting my... <laughs> because, because you don't even know where your anxiety is coming from. It's coming from people who are not real, putting pressure on you. Go off the phone. Put it off. You think every YouTube is what you watch? You keep on watching. You will lose who you are. Many of you follow thousand pastors. That's why you're confused. One thousand pa- different. This one said this one said this one said confusing song. And God brought you here. I mean, I talk. I'm not one of. I will never, by God's grace, beg you to stay here. Cause I know what we do here. People, you see, you, we have become social media generation. You got to be. Dead 
deeper than that. You see, you got to learn how to enjoy and celebrate what God has done for you. You, you, I, you, you see, you got to thank God for where God has planned. I thank God for empowerment. Worship. Look, 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 There are so many times I've been to, but there's no place like EWC. Uh, well, please sit down. 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 Please please sit down. Please sit down. Please sit down. I thank God for my passes. And there's nothing you can tell me to change my mind. Because I know what God gave me. And I celebrate every one of them. And I thank God for you guys. Because there is no church like Empowerment Worship Center. I celebrate what God has done. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Please sit down. Please sit down. I thank God. Tell someone, I thank God for you. You see, you, you, you have a spirit of ingratitude. You carry a demon that must be dealt with. No matter, no wonder nothing that comes to you stays. Because you don't even have appreciation of what you have right now. Sometimes the devil can blind your eyes from the main things God has given you and open your eyes to the one thing that God said I'll give to you by later on. But you forget the main things you have and you are focused on one. No wonder you are still anxious. But if you can open your eyes well, you can see the many blessings in Pastor Andy, in Pastor Paul, in Pastor Hyder, in Pastor Samuel, in Pastor Joseph. Anybody Thanking God for what God has done. Come on, say yes. Listen up. As if one prayer meeting, you pray with a pastor you don't know, was the reason I got a breakthrough. Shame on you. You came every power night, power night, and in power night for six, seven years, and you're forgotten that it has been the consistent, persistent prayers that has brought you this far. You're clapping. It's sick in the building right now. You're clapping. You're clapping. Listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. Learn to celebrate your moment. Tell somebody, I thank God for you right now. I thank God for great people around me. It doesn't mean we will not disagree, we will not fight. We can get issues, but I love you. I just love empowerment. I love every one of you. I thank God. You see, you see if you don't do that, you'll not be thankful for your husband. Thank God for your wife. Thank God for your children. Thank God for your sons and daughters. Thank God for your co-workers. Thank God for people in your team. Thank God for the atmosphere of excellence. Thank God for everything in this house. I thank God for even our branding team. I, I, I thank God for our choir. I, 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 I thank God for these guys. I thank God for our prayer warriors. I thank God for our, our stewards. I thank God for our discovery. I thank God for our protocol. I thank God for everything that God. Anybody thanking God? Come on, say, I thank God for you. Come on, wake up, rise to your feet. And love on souls. I celebrate you. I bless God for you. Will you step out right now? Will you thank God right now? And give God praise. Love on somebody. Celebrate somebody. Because one of these days, the same person you are sitting next. God will reveal why he connected you to them because God brought you here for a purpose an assignment and a destiny let to celebrate your moments please sit down two minutes Thomas the reason why you will never achieve anything because you are easily distracted. I'm not about to become anybody. There's only one me. And I know what God gave me and I love it. And look at me, look at me. And I don't want to be a wave. I don't want to be a trend. I, I want to follow what God gave me. Because trends don't last. And there has been many trends. And there are some things I can do for empowerment to trend. But it's not a trendy church. It's assignment to stay, to build, for longevity, to grow. It's a church. Please sit down. Please sit down. Please sit down. You see, fathers today don't build houses. But real fathers raise sons and they build houses for them. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Do you, you, you know the fathers today don't... Our fathers today, the new fathers God has raised, are not building... They are not building houses. They are building fame and platforms so they do they do conferences I, I'm a, I don't have to do I, I, I can go to Pastor Paul's house 
It's my son's house. It's a big house. And I can be there and enjoy as a father coming to my son's house. And I can go to Pastor Andy's house. You see, you see, real fathers build houses. I can decide to gather everybody to stay here and nobody goes anywhere. No! I need to build houses because I am a father. I don't build, look at me, I don't build fame for me. I build houses. Learn how to celebrate what God has given you and bless God for it. Mary was focusing on Christ and Martha was all over the place. Every social media, every following, what next? What move? Who's doing what? Mary said, no, 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 no. I stay with him. I said, Jesus said, Mary, Martha, you worry about us. Mary was saying that. Martha was saying that. Jesus, but Mary is not busy like me. He has only one follower. She's doing nothing. But I'm all over the place. I'm the one, only one doing this. No, 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 no. She's staying on her assignment and she's not missing it. Many are missing it. But they are never stable. I bind the demon of worry. Lift on his father. Anything that has caused me to stay in worry. As I clap my hands. Say pray. Lift on his father. Lift on, lift, lift, lift on. Say no Jesus. Do you know do you know that? Do you know that? We can come to power and pray and worship and go home. I don't have to prophesy. And people still come back next week because I'm not building me, I'm building Christ. I'm not under, look at look at me, look at I'm not under pressure to show any. If he came here for show, go somewhere else. Here we don't show anything. Here is Jesus. That's why power night, you can worship power and live here filled, anointed, and powerful. I, I, because, because I'm not here to perform magic. No, I can prophesy three days. You don't know me eh? by the grace of God. I can call names and call. <laughs> By the spirit of the prophet, so another prophet. Learn to focus on what lasts. What gives you longevity. Martha, you worry about many things. Tonight, any demon of worry seated in your heart, as you clap your hand, say, come out! Look, say, Father, any assignments of distractions in my life, as I clap my hands, say, break! Look, say, Father, any evil wind, like a wave blowing everywhere. Say, Father, as I clap my hands, say, break, 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 say, break. Lift up. Say, Father, say, from tonight, I build stability. I take root downwards and I bear fruit upwards. Say yes. A good place to clap your hands, man. I believe you've been delivered from something. Sit down. So now, Father James, build a church. Don't build a trend. Build a church. It means preach the gospel. It means win souls. It means preach the word. It means serve the people. It means love them. It means raise them. It means mourn with them. It means be joyous with them. It means be there as their pastor and as their shepherd. And you are the under shepherd of Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the altar, and the face of your faith. Don't build you, build Christ. Many are there's so much toxic in the system. Toxic. You know what they've done today? You dentists are popping up on your phone. You are losing it. You don't know what to watch. Zombies are buying it. Learn how to lock the phone and shut the door. So I'm not controlled by trend. You can't control me. You can't make me a zombie. You can't make me a user. You see, the, the word. The word for those who use social media is the same word used for those who use drugs. Drug users, social media users. It's a drug. You're a user. Anything that wants to destroy your life. But make, look, 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 most of you, your worry has come about people you are following. And they are following their fake account. They are chasing your life. Can I preach my people right now? I'm telling you. It's not every church I follow. No, I won't follow it. And if you are my pastor and I come and 
check what you are following and you are following junk. You need deliverance. True. Follow people who preach Christ. Oh yeah. Even if I'm your father, you can have uncles. There's nothing wrong with that. I I don't have a problem with that. But follow things that will help you. And learn how to block out junks. Stop it. Block it. I block it. I block it. I block it. Say, Father, I command liberation of my soul. I bind anxiety to lies. Please sit down two minutes. Watch this. Watch this. Anxiety gives an impression that whatever is happening is about to happen mostly and cannot and cannot be overcome or dealt with. It creates a sense of hopelessness that leads to panic. Panic, which makes you give up eventually. It gives eventually you hand over to the enemy. I bind this book, panic. And in first Peter, I love it. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Watch, notice how this text it means anxiety gives you something to care about casting all your care so what anxiety does that it gives you something to care about anybody woke up in the morning caring about nothing but that's what the bible says the bible says casting all your cares upon him throw it on him it means that as you walk you have to be carefree Oh, they didn't clap their hands. Because, you, got, you, got, you, got, you see, you see, you see, you see, you see. You've been told that, you've been told that being carefree means that you are not about to achieve anything. But what the Bible says, you cast all, if you cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you, then what are you going to care about? And if you care about nothing, what are, who are you? You are carefree. There's a difference between carelessness and carefree. Carelessness, carelessness being reckless. When you are carefree, means you carry no burden. You live in the hands of God. You trust the faithful seer who has promised and he will do it. If God said it, I don't carry the burden. I trust him to carry my burden and God will deal with it. I am carefree. It means, it means that I live my life as though nothing is at stake because God has taken care of it. I'm confident. I got audacity about my finance. Not because I got money in my bank account, but I put the upon him. I don't worry about how prayer factory will be built. I put the care in his account. I don't worry about what next. I put what next into his account. I don't worry about who I'm dating, who I'm not dating, and what's going on. About. I put the care upon him. Actually, I am carefree because I trust God to take care of my cares, my worries, my burdens, my fears, my tomorrow, my future and my destiny anybody believe in the word of God right now smile and tell somebody until you live a carefree life you are not being a good Christian when I look at the way you folded you I'm a means that you don't want to be carefree carefree How, have you seen someone who's carefree for hello hi hey what's up oh I dance freely, I walk freely, I'm bold, I have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. I'm good, I'm okay. Hello? When I look at Femina, you, there are people, when you look at the Femina, they are not here. They are deep in thought. They are in China, deep, deep. Their brain is scattering. Their brain wants to go out. Anxious, constantly afraid. Constantly worried. You are worrying about people. You are worrying about even children having given to. I was talking to the Prophet, the way the world is going, the world will raise in. And the world our kids will be raised in. I'm very worried. I'm very worried. I'm even, I don't even want to have babies. So, hey. hey. What about his faithfulness every morning? When sin abound, grace does abound the more. He's faithful. 
smile and tell somebody carefree. Say, 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 say I didn't say it. Read first Peter. Not Peter, Peter. Say first Peter. As a friend of mine was going to be with the Lord. He said, first Peter. I don't want to say which tribe he's from, but you know yourself. First Peter. Say, hey Peter. Cousin, oh, your cares upon him for what? He cares for you. The second, the second, the second weapon to deal with, uh, now, now you know how anxiety is, right? How do you deal with it? Number one is a prayer. You deal with it by, by, in everything, which means that in life you go through things, in, you be in things. Oh, give me that scripture. Give me, give, give, me, give me the second verse. Give me the second verse of Philippians. Okay, say, 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 be anxious for nothing but what? But what? But what? But what? But what? Louder, but what? Okay, but what? In everything. Don't talk to me about life and be so scared of life. You'll be in things, in everything. In the pain, in the accusation, in the betrayal, in the attacks. In the financial, in everything, no outside, in it. Whilst I'm going, whilst I'm in it, in everything, by prayer. So whatever I handle in life, I handle it by prayer. If I'm able to deal with everything I go through, I handle it because I go, I handle it with, by prayer. In everything, by prayer. The medicine for anxiety is prayer. I love to pray. Can I get a clap in the house right now? Any prayer addict in the house? Any prayer warrior in the house? This means that in the midst of it, in everything, turn it into what? A request. How do you present it before God? Prayer. This refers to setting a time of devotion and worship. It refers to endless prayer, a, a kind of prayers that doesn't stop until God comes through for you in everything by prayer. We don't stop praying. I set a time, I set a clock, I set a meeting date, an appointment date at every power night, at every lunch hour, at every morning as I take charge by every everything in everything by prayer my response is no argument my response is no worry my response is no fear my response is no gossip my response is not to back down and cry i respond with everything in everything i go through i respond i turn it into talking to god i turn it into a request i turn it into prayer can i thank god for all prayer addict in the building right now in everything by prayer oh my god tell somebody i got a prayer life because i'm going through things in everything by prayer and supplication supplication means pleading with god concerning your needs it has to do with presenting every need before God. I want us to pray tonight, Alapana, because we're going to present our needs before God. Anybody in the house right now? Our needs before God. And says, with thanksgiving. Prayer is not done until you add it with thanksgiving. You can't eat fries without ketchup. You can't eat banku without okra. Ah, Pastor Paul, how do you work it? How do you work the kinky without fish? It's not possible. It's impossible. You can't do the apple without the fetri. You got to get some fetri. My friend Pastor Reagan came from America. He wanted to eat Ghanaian food. I took him to Azimira. <laughs> I wanted a white boy to break. Oh my goodness. He went straight to the fufu's eye. But it looked interesting. He picked the fufu and I saw him put the food in his mouth, chewing it. I said, Regan, I'll hit your stomach. Hey, that's not how you eat. He said, hey, what are you doing? I said, get soup. And I took him to the soup called All Nations. Intercontinental. It means that the whole United Nations. 
By the time the guy was there, his stomach was crying. You see, you don't, you don't eat for food without soup. You cannot finish prayer without Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving. It, it is served with it. With it. What he's saying is that don't wait until you get the car before you thank God. But whilst you are praying, you're already thanking him that he has already done it. It is already done. Anybody thanking God that God has already done it? He's already done. The doors are open. The prayer is prayer factory is built. Miracles are done. Your womb is healed. Your family restored. Next level release. The growth is here. Anybody clapping here? Can I get a rise up and a shout right now? Say yes. With thanksgiving. Please sit down. I pray, prophet God, with thanksgiving. It's already done. With thanksgiving. I thank him because he has already done it. It's already done. When I pray to God and I thank him, I say, God, you have already done it. And I don't know what you're trusting God for, but I pray over your destiny today. That you got to thank God right because it is already done. In a natural, we thank people after they've delivered. But in faith, we thank God whilst we're praying. Because we know who we're praying to. And I love the last, I'll just say one more thing. We'll go, says, let us be unto God. Then he said, what? And the peace of God. Oh my God. And what? The peace of God. The peace of God. The peace of God. That what? That surpasses all understanding. Do you understand that? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So God's peace that he gives to you in prayer, it is not to be understood it must blow your understanding so what does it mean if all your peace is connected to the things you can answer you don't have the peace of God you must not have answer for it because it must be understanding it must not it must not be ordinary to be explained you are thanking God because you know that beyond every medical report your God has taken care of it it passes all understanding it doesn't make sense but God has already done can I get a clap in the house now? Say yes. It surpasses all understanding. If you can explain it, it's not God. And my salary was five thousand, and I bought five. No, 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 no. And my salary was five thousand, but I bought something about twenty thousand. They say, "How do you do it?" They say, "It surpasses all." Understanding, can you get and tell somebody it's about to beat your mind? Come on, rise your feet and tell people it's about to beat your mind. You got to get out of your seat and shift. It's about, it's about for it to, it's about to beat your mind. It doesn't make sense. I can't explain because it surpasses all understanding. How? How? How did we get here? I look back and there's no way I can explain it. It surpasses all. And tell someone your problem is that you want everything to be make sense. You want everything to be understood. So you are trying so hard for people to understand you when your peace should be the understanding when your peace must not be explained when your peace must be the amount when your peace must make you sound like you are crazy but you know what you are talking about and the peace of God that surpasses that surpasses understanding how were you able to take off your children the peace of God that surpasses all understanding How are you so sure that it is done? The peace of God. How come when you calculate the year is almost half, half is gone? That you trust God that God will still make it the best year of your life. And you are not worried about it because the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I don't really have money in my bank accounts, but our peace of perfecto will be big because I have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Come on girl, can you clap your hand right now and give God a praise in the building now. Come on, add a shout to it. Come on, add a scream to it. Come on, come and jump to it now. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Come on, Pastor Joseph. It's still your best year yet. Oh yeah, I tell you what. It's still. Do you believe that? 
Pastor Paul, you believe that? It passed so past all understanding. It's a pass. Pastor it's trust God. It's going to be your best year yet. It's not because I'm money in my account because I have the peace of God. I'm not anxious. I'm not worried. Because what I have is not what can be explained by English. I'm a son like I'm dyslexia. But I, I, it makes sense. <laughs> what God's about to do, you do this. <laughs> it's already done. It's a wow. It's a shock. Lift up your hands. Let's say the peace of God is supposed to understand what will guard your heart. I'll deal with the heart quickly and then we'll deal with the mind. Can we deal with the mind next week? Can I deal with the mind next week? See, the heart is the, the, the seat of desires and appetite. Wherever every desire and appetite you have, and usually you are worried about your appetite and your desires. <laughs> the thing I worry about is usually about who you want to marry, when you want to marry, what car you want to drive, different appetite. Even a pastor have an appetite. Prayer for, I've been imagining prayer factory every day is an appetite. And um, I can't wait. I can't wait from power. I come with prayer factory. Then I in a puppet and I preach the word and the atmosphere. Wow! At this point, it has become an appetite. And I'm being dragged by appetite. And sometimes your appetite can lead into anxiety. So when you pray, say, the peace of God, that's what all understand. Oh God. The peace of God will be a God. You know, David was thirsty and wanted water. The Bible said, but there was between David and the garrison. There was between David and Phyllis, a garrison. A garrison is a military post. It guards a particular place. So, so when the peace of God is on, will guard, means that God will raise a military post by peace. The peace of God will be your military post. I will guard this heart. The stuff that comes here is from God. So if you police every desire, make sure your desires are in sync in alignment with the will of God for your life. You're clapping. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, anxiety. Say, come out.